Hey guys, welcome back to Totally Random Talk Show. Today we've got another special episode for you. So today I picked four topics that I want to talk about. And so I guess we can get right into it. And so our first topic is the elusive, the very dangerous kangaroo. The the muscle mass of Australia. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, if you look online, if you search buff kangaroo, there are legitimate buff kangaroos. <laughs> there's hundreds of pictures of <laughs> There's one kangaroo in specific named Roger the buff kangaroo and he literally crushed a bucket with his bare hands. The man has like 50 pounds of just straight muscle. <laughs> what a freaking buff kangaroo look at that <laughs> oh my goodness yeah all kangaroos are insane like they they literally could beat someone up <laughs> honestly if i were in a fight with a um if yeah if i were in a fight with a kangaroo i would just run away <laughs> especially if it was roger because they're so freaking buff it's not worth fighting them I'm telling you right now. See, what's crazy too is they have outlasted their predators. Like on Wikipedia, it says that they have extinct predators. <laughs> and so, like, they pretty much survived past predators, which is saying something about how, it's like, they, they beat up the predators and then jumped away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a fun fact about kangaroos is that. They can't actually go backwards because of the way they're built. So when they jump, if they want to go a specific direction, they have to be facing forward. <laughs> and they can jump to the side, I guess. But, like, it's hard for them to go backwards. That's interesting. So, yeah. Food for thought next time you're walking backwards. Be grateful for what you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to jump around. Because I wonder – now I'm, like, curious – I want to see how much they walk because like I know they can walk but like do they walk very often so I'm watching this video uh, he's on all fours <laughs> okay that's interesting so he goes with um, the front two arms or legs I guess and then lifts up his back end and you Pulls so, forward his back two legs. It's weird. So he's got like pro balance, basically. Yeah. Um, also, what's up with them just being in Australia? Like, that's a good question. Like, what happened? Um, I don't. Well, the thing is, like, Australia is just a giant island. So how do they get there in the first place? Why are they only there and nowhere else? Is that because of the predators and other? like parts of the world um like why aren't they in asia right yeah it's kind of weird see i think what what really is the reason is because when all the continents were together i'm sure they were in more places but when australia split off and had its own environment that you know like the outback is like a kind of a desert dry hot area so i guess like they just survive better there. And so then everywhere else they died out before they could live. And 
they probably had more predators too. So then in Australia, they're like the apex predator. Yeah, so, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I also love how they carry their young in a pouch. But the crazy thing is that you can like, if a kangaroo is pregnant, you can just open the pouch and see the baby growing, like just sitting what? there. That's actually kind of cool. I don't know if I want to look up pictures of that, but no, that might be scary. I'll, do, I'll, I'll look up a cute baby kangaroo. Joey's. Baby kangaroo. They're called Joey's, and then a funny thing too is that a pack of kangaroos is called a mob because <laughs> they're basically a mob yeah but like kangaroos are cute but they're kind of scary <laughs> i think it's kind of funny that like kangaroos just like have a pouch like that's just so cool to me but in, like like it's cool and it's also weird but it's cool yeah it is is a little strange because there's not really any other animals that do. Yeah, how did it develop funny. that? Because like Australia is so unique. They've got kangaroos with this like pouch, and then they got platypuses who are like the weirdest animals. <laughs> they just like <laughs> I don't know. They just look creepy and weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for when you put a hat on them, and then they become Let's a parry agent. the platypus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love those memes where people put random, like, or hats on random objects. And it's like, oh, it's a treadmill. It's Perry the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, like, the little fedora hat that they just put on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah. I, that's pretty much everything I have to say about kangaroos. I'm, I guess there's one other thing. If a kangaroo is, like, super buff, right, what would happen if he got whacked by the tail? Ooh, um, let's see. Because I feel like the tail, like, the tail is a muscle of its own, right? So, like, if you get whacked by the tail. So, oh, boy. It can support uh, the entire body weight of a kangaroo, so it lifts its legs to kick people but if it swung that tail at you it would literally probably kill you yeah that would be really Wait. bad yeah because they because they can use it to hold up their entire weight yeah if they can hold up their entire weight with that then the swing that's like triple the amount of force that they have that's like ooh, getting hit by a baseball bat dude <laughs> holy crap <laughs> this is why they're called the mob <laughs> Because they're literally a mob. Ooh, that's kind of terrifying. Uh, like I said, if you get into a fight with a kangaroo, just run away. Maybe <laughs> they might chase you. They, I, oh, boy. Now we got to um, know what their speed is. Speed. Kangaroo speed. <laughs> oh, that's so sc- oh, oh, no. that's scary. <laughs> no, you can't outrun him. You can't. Not, Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, actually, well, there's a lot more in here that's interesting that i didn't think about so they can run like 43 miles an hour for a short speed and then it says that they can hop around 12 to 16 miles an hour at a comfortable speed which is still really fast you'd have to be sprinting to be able to outrun them yeah and that's kind of like crazy constantly too which is insane and then um 
they can sustain a speed of 25 miles an hour for like over a mile that's insane <laughs> you're not you're not getting away and no only like 100 pounds too can you like play dead or something would that work i don't know I, you you might just end up having to beat up a kangaroo like punch it yeah if, if or you, or just yeah. be nice to it you know pet give it, it give a kiss yeah i, I mean kiss. i love kangaroos <laughs> just <laughs> like show it love and attention I, I hope it would not kill me <laughs> don't kill me please and one one more or two more interesting things actually so on on google it says their conservation status basically how much the population is is of least concern so they like have good population that's actually really good and they only hold their joeys for like a month that's insane. Wow. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's really quick. I the guess rest it, of the time they're in the pouch. I guess it which makes, makes sense because it's like they're just, they can just grow quickly in the pouch. Like there must be something that just allows them to, I don't know. They're relatively small. Yeah, that's interesting. They're pretty small. They, they weigh less than I do. Yeah. They weigh less than most adults. If if you if you weigh less than a hundred pounds, then you may want to go to the doctor because that's not quite healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just have a really really good metabolism and you just are one of those and people that eats pretty and never sweet. gain weight. <laughs> See, um, if you if you have that, you should you should be happy. Yes. Because <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, bro. <laughs> But then the people that are like bodybuilders and weigh like a crap ton, they could probably beat up a kangaroo. Yeah. Oh, whoops, sorry. That was um, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Well, wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of stuff of. Oh yeah, like, people people them. fight kangaroos. That's kind of awesome and crazy. This guy is in the outback with his dog. Oh, oh. he's. The kangaroo grabbed the dog. <laughs> what the? The kangaroo is just holding the dog. Oh, he's like grabbing him. Oh, and then the kangaroo. Oh, oh and then up. the kangaroo like oh. is up. <laughs> and then the guy's fighting him. <laughs> Bro, just straight up punched the kangaroo in the face. And the kangaroo's like flexing. The uh, kangaroo ran away. <laughs> okay, that was funny though. Cause it, like, that was hilarious. Just punched him, bro. <laughs> Yeah, the guy literally just punched the kangaroo in the face. Go look up videos of people punching kangaroos. It's well worth the watch. It is well worth it. It's hilarious. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. So yeah. I yeah, I think that's mostly it, huh? Kangaroos are cute. Yay. Kangaroo. <laughs> so yeah. Um our next topic is it's pretty different from the first one um as it's not from australia but this is probably one of the most interesting music genres and that's jazz and now i love jazz jazz music has been around for about a hundred years now which is not a long time considering that you know like there's other music that's been around for over a thousand years like classical music is been a thing forever right <laughs> like but what but, i like about jazz is that it's very expressive and it's 
and it uses a lot of complex things together yeah it's got a lot of diversity yeah to make something interesting there's like lots of different types of jazz music too and it always sounds cool Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just awesome let's see i i need to i need to get some inspiration see a jazz musician that i love he's pretty famous it was james brown Mm -hmm. and he he did a lot he did a lot of diverse stuff too he wasn't just with like jazz music he did a lot of r&b and like funky music and stuff like that but like if you know the song from spider-man 3 with bully mcguire that's a james that's a classic song song right there it's so good (laughs) so yeah yeah that's it's pretty awesome the thing i like about jazz is like it's got such a unique style to it right and the style changes with each and every uh, new instrument that you add to the band, right? It can change the entire like jazz vibe. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what what I think is cool too is that you have a lot of instruments you wouldn't see in other types of music. Like you got this big focus on like saxophone and big brass instruments and stuff. And a lot of other songs will, if they use brass instruments, they usually go for like trumpet maybe. And then they have like, you know, their piano and stuff like that. But it really like uses the saxophone a lot, which I love. Mm -hmm. The saxophone is a really cool instrument. I will admit that. And it's like, bro, some guy named Adolf Sax just like, like totally. here's this instrument it's kind of weird though <laughs> like weirdly here shaped. i made this it's impressive i mean the shape probably needed to be that way mm-hmm. so that it could actually like make the sound that's what i would assume but i'm not 100 yeah. percent sure yeah it it seems like it seems like it's just the, well the longer it is the lower the notes you can get right so, so by doing that you you don't you make it so it's not a super long thing like like a trombone is long but in its own like unique design way but like with a saxophone it curves back around so that it doesn't have to be too like long but it could still be big it's like right it's kind of interesting that way you can get like the the deeper notes and whatnot which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool yeah one other cool thing um with jazz is that there's a lot of improvisation um like yeah. there's there's people that spend their whole lives learning jazz music and are able to improvise in like a jazz band and stuff and and it's so impressive because they just go up with their super large knowledge of music you know and they know like what key it's in and everything to be able to play and they just go up there and they just make something that they've never played before and will probably never play again. It's actually really cool how they do it. But like, I think um, it's also cool because it was just saying that uh, we're, we're looking on a page that is talking about jazz and it, uh, it was talking about how jazz like originated from blues. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. What I like about it too is um it was it traditionally like and historically jazz originated in 
African-American communities of New Orleans. And every, like, I'm just reading right off of like, oh yeah, blues right and ragtime. Yeah. What I, what I think is cool about that is that at the time, these people didn't have the same rights, which is messed up, but we're not going to really talk about that because it was, that's kind of the way it was and it's mm-hmm. bad, but this was their way of expressing themselves through music and they created something that now everybody can love. And it's like its own really unique style of music that isn't in any other like music, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's awesome that they made the like some of the best music of all time, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But now I'm wondering what the origin of the word jazz is. So let's see. So because because a lot of the oh, a lot of the time with words like these, they get coined by someone who just tends to come up with it. Like for example, artificial intelligence became a word in like the 50s mm-hmm. so it's like jasm an obsolete slang term interesting so yeah so spirit and energy so i'm, I'm sure it it came to a lot of through a lot of things but but yeah like i think it's interesting how how it's kind of its own like new word new music so the word jazz is kind of related to spunk and energy but like then you have jazz that's like super smooth and relaxing jazz yeah yeah so you have yeah you have the smooth jazz you have slow you have really fast and then latin jazz music too Mm -hmm. and now there's like neo funk or neo soul jazz which is like jazz rock fusion it's like really weird (laughs) kind of like mixed jazz and it has really experimental sounds and stuff where they like tweak things in weird ways it's crazy it's literally it's crazy that's it's awesome really cool and i'm curious i I just saw in wikipedia it has a section called post-war jazz and so um which is interesting because at this point jazz would have been 20 years old which is pretty new yeah but it would still be really popular because a lot of people are getting into jazz Mm -hmm. especially in in the early 1900s all the way up through like the 50s or 60s before rock music became a big thing a lot of music was instrumental which is a lot of jazz music and so those were like the hit songs of the year and they made a bunch of awards and stuff so it's like it's interesting to see how we've shifted all to lyrical music now that we can do that yeah so, so let's see so like oh challenge. that's interesting because oh. of like the war efforts basically a bunch of like younger people were joining bands right yeah so like some people were joining as like a teenager and and stuff like that and it just kind of opened like a new era of jazz because they had their own different styles yeah what i'm seeing yeah so yeah, what's interesting about that too is if you think about it, those those people who join these bands when they're younger have more time to get better at jazz, and so you see like they they really like find their own voice in in what they're doing and get really really good at it, which I think is cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Hmm, interesting. That's 
pretty much everything I have. Yeah, there's like not much else I can really say about it either. But it, yeah. I will say this. You should listen to jazz after this episode. Oh, yeah. A great example of some kind of uh, generic jazz is Careless Whisper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, the that's, saxophone. A, that's a classic. See, but if, if you want to listen to some good jazz music, there's tons of it, and it's not too hard to find. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I can definitely recommend um, like going for the older jazz. Um, like, well, I guess it's all fairly old if you want to go to like the roots. Uh, but Louis Armstrong has got some of my favorite jazz. Oh, yeah. That guy's classic jazz. It was like, yeah, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, are you ready for this next topic? This one. I, I, I'm excited to talk about this. Drum roll. Now. Since the dawn of time. No, just kidding. No, we're talking about cameras. <laughs> I'm just going to go right into it. <laughs> so the, re- the really interesting thing about cameras is, in, in my opinion, they've changed the way we, we live completely. Like, like really, the, like, I feel like a camera is a more modern invention that's led to things like computers and more electronics and stuff like that, right? And movies, like literally movies. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, their first cameras were invented in the early 1800s. 1826 was the first record of a camera, or and then also 1816. But like you could consider 1816 or 1826 the cam era. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but, and then if, if I'm looking, it took until like the 1850s until we got cameras that more resembled modern cameras, I guess. The camera that we know today. That has. Not really, but. It's, it's a, it looks a little bit different, but you know, like the first camera was like a wooden box and stuff like that. So, um, what I love about cameras is that for years they they just took photos which was definitely like really amazing and changed the world but then eventually videography cameras were invented so um if i if i wait was clicked on the wrong <laughs> sorry yeah. just trying to search something up um video cameras invention so like i it was it was in the first it was in the early 1900s like but the, yeah, I think it was like the 1910s, right? Is when they is when they got big, yeah. And when they really like, so Thomas Edison really wanted to capitalize on this, on this new thing. He he was thinking if I can get this video camera to actually work to make like films, then it will g- make me a ton of money. So he like stole people's ideas, um, worked with his friend, and didn't credit him. <laughs> uh naughty naughty thomas edison did that a lot it's kind of crazy but basically without him we wouldn't have the modern like videography cameras because he helped push the idea that these cameras could be used to make movies which wasn't really an idea for uh, before then and and so then we used it 
eventually with like animation and stuff at first and mm. silent films and then once audio technology met up with video cameras we were able to combine the two and make movies and and that's what i love because i love movies this is really cool the the cool thing was with like the original like animated films and with the original silent films right they were all filmed from these uh video cameras right which essentially it was just taking like a certain amount of pictures per second that's kind of what it was doing but like with the animated films they would draw it on a piece of paper and then they would like take a picture of it and that's how they did the animated films yeah which was like so tedious and annoying so yeah it's just it's just crazy how it's changed too cuz like before they the only way they could manage to get these movies is on film like the physical film and and then we got to the digital era which you can record it and it's like etched into a computer <laughs> but now like it's so cool people decide like a great example is the IMAX 70 millimeter film is what was used for Oppenheimer and this fil- this film is way insane different. it's way different than old film would be so so with old film you have like let me let me check i think it's it's way smaller so uh with um normal size film uh 35 millimeter or is there a smaller size that's the let's see um physical film let's see um, average size. Uh, okay, yeah, thirty-five millimeter. So basically, thirty-five millimeter is the standard for film, but if you go up to seventy millimeter, it's technically like four times as big. Yeah, and and it's it's crazy because like normal film is pretty small, and so you need mm-hmm. less space for it. But like for Oppenheimer. Because the seventy millimeters, like they literally needed like huge things to case this movie, and it was like miles long. Yeah, and it weighs like I want to say over a hundred pounds of just film. Yeah, and what's crazy too is the way they use film now is they film with a huge IMAX camera that can input with this film, then they usually they can scan it into a digital program and then make slight tweaks with with Christopher Nolan I don't know how much he did that but you know he had to have done a little right. bit you know maybe some little corrections or cutting stuff and then you probably reprinted it or something I'm not exactly sure how that would work you know what I mean yeah cuz it's really it, it's it's kind of interesting cuz it definitely is a lot more work, but then you get a really clean image the way it is able to do it. It just looks amazing when it finally is finished. So yeah, it's it's just insane. It, it's, it really is crazy, especially with a movie like that, like thinking about what the movie is about. It's insane. It's crazy. so one funny thing is when like cameras came out and they like created these cameras right 
the thing that I think is really funny is that like the first pictures people wouldn't smile at all <laughs> like they yeah. just like frowned and stayed frowning yeah and I just think that's so funny to me because like why did they decide that you needed to frown like I, who decided I I, that, you know I think I have an answer for that see so if you go back to the earlier paintings oh the they were all portraits were all they had to stand still for a long time so smiling would actually be painful because you'd be smiling for hours on end so then in paintings like nowadays you can smile because you can take a picture and then paint using the picture as a reference paint over it yeah but in old ones they had to sit there physically for hours so they would frown or keep a straight face so they could actually you know be in the painting so i think yeah, the, which that, makes sense that kind of just carried over because people were used to that and then eventually it was like oh you can actually smile because it takes like a few minutes to do it's actually like really short yeah it's, it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah that is kind of funny also i think they were trying to keep it professional too yeah that's true like you would only a lot of people would only get one opportunity to take a single picture in their entire lifetime and so uh, now we've got cell phones which can take amazing pictures and pretty much an unlimited amount it's true <laughs> so yeah that's the thing phones are kind of crazy too because they, they can take videos they can do all kinds of stuff and if you have a really really nice camera then you could pretty much make a movie with your phone <laughs> yeah and it'll look just as nice as like any other movie if you do it right yeah and and sure like nicer cameras are gonna get you give you a better outcome but like if you just have a cell phone you can really make something good right which is so cool <laughs> but one, cameras are so expensive yeah one other thing i love is that polaroid cameras are like still popular um just because of the fact that like people like having a physical photo that you can hold you know like we don't mm -hmm. have that as much anymore you'd have to print it off right but yeah just funny <laughs> <laughs> also there's now like these insane like cameras um like just looking online like it's like a 360 degree camera. Yeah, there's like 360 cameras. And there's this one that's $1,000 just for video meetings. You can literally buy a webcam on Amazon for like 20 bucks. It does the same thing. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually like, who would buy that? You have to be like the CEO or something, you know, just to buy Yeah, you're like, oh, I could use a... Uh, could use that 360 degree camera there's one camera that i'm trying to remember what the name is um that it came out recently and it's like an insane th oh the insta 360 oh yeah that one's really cool this thing is one of the coolest cameras i've ever seen in my life dude it it can film up to 5.7k which basically just 4k I don't know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really make a difference. They wanted to bump up. It's so that you make get it consistent stuff that's high quality. Right. 
but you can like it has really good stabilization it's a 3d camera or 360 sorry um the same thing <laughs> and then yeah, like, i was like if you throw the camera like it'll stay smooth the entire way and it's like really cool and like it also it has ai that allows it to um get rid of a selfie stick in your view when it's recording so like for example if you're skiing it will delete out the the um tri the, the stick and you will only be able to see you like skiing or whatever you know it's like crazy it's kind of awesome and it's not even that expensive it's cheaper than a gopro is and you could probably do more with it because you can just hold it in your mouth and it will record exactly <laughs> so, it's yeah. so cool it's that we're definitely not sponsored by this it's just that i've seen so much about this camera that it's like actually so cool yeah it's like really awesome so yeah the the newest one is four hundred fifty dollars which uh just for comparison let's let's actually check what the price of the newest gopro is i think there's it, like 500 right yeah let's see that's grow not... <laughs> GoPro. GoPro. gopro okay here we go gopro that works should be the hero 11 is the new one mm -hmm. okay so that, that's not bad it's 400 dollars, but they definitely have different uses that's the thing right like actually the gopro i think the previous one was more expensive maybe they might have reduced yeah. the price. So okay, so like yeah. even in cinematic, it can only take 5.3K. And it does have more megapixels than the, which is more pixels per. Right. Yeah. But, but basically, if you want a camera that is good for like a variety of things, either of them could be good options. And, you know, if you get one of the older versions, then. It's still probably pretty good. But I think it's like their solution to making like a smaller, smarter kind of GoPro. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. And then, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I I don't I don't know what else to say about cameras. Yeah, I don't know if there's much else. Cameras are cool. Don't take them for granted. Oh yeah. Take plenty of photos videos it's good to, it's good for memories you know you can look back see what you've done exactly yeah it's so, so cool yeah. now now that we've talked about movies this last topic really really is very similar and that is lightsabers <laughs> you just accurately the lightsaber sounds <laughs> so so yeah if, if you don't know lightsabers are from star wars <laughs> and um in the original they had reflective tape on the sabers um and they would go back through the film and it had this reflective tape on them and they would paint over it by hand frame frame by frame to get the lightsaber effect <laughs> Which is kind of funny, actually. And now, they uh, they pretty much just pop it into a program and do it in there. So. Yeah, it's actually a lot easier to do. Yeah. I mean, it's still technically getting painted over it, right? But like, yeah, 
it's way better now. But it's digitally, and it and there are ways you can use it to um, have light in the scene. The nice thing too is that Disney has released; they have their own like lightsabers you can buy at Disneyland, and they also use like a variation of those for the movies that are just higher quality, of course, that mm-hmm. have really strong LEDs. So basically. If if you have a red lightsaber, you want you want the red light to be in the scene, or else it doesn't make sense because you have a bright light, lots of heat, contained in a in a small area, and so they keep they have like an actual LED light that's red, so that when you paint over it with the glowing effect, it it makes sense, you know. Right. So yeah, I love lightsabers. I actually I do have lightsabers are cool. I do have some or two of them from Disneyland. So yeah, I just I just love how how unique it is because it's like almost like a sword would be you know and like but it's like, like a laser sword. Like come on, there's nothing cooler than that. Especially thinking that like all the Jedi built their own lightsabers. Like that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Like all the reflections from the lightsabers look so cool too. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, here, here we go. So, um, there's this one photo I just found that's where they misaligned the cutout. So you can see in the original the lightsaber because of the reflective, it was it basically would spin with reflective tape, and so it made it so that it was just like a long, bright white, like almost looked like a light but it wasn't actually lit up that much right it was just reflective tape and then they just painted over it with actual marker like physically on the film that's the difference now we can paint over it but digitally which is a lot faster so yeah that is so cool i I just love lightsabers and how many unique lightsabers there are yeah there's like so many different colors and they're all really cool so like I'm just gonna pull up a few right now. I can't spell though, so it might be just a minute. Um, but basically, there's yeah. a lot of unique types of lightsabers, shapes and styles. They're really cool. Like you have the classic lightsaber that's just a one-sided, right? And everyone knows about about those. But but then you get to like the the really fancy ones which have come out late like as of lately in like the later movies and things um but like mm-hmm. i mean you've got a double-sided lightsaber yeah. and you've got a double-sided lightsaber with a circle in the middle so, so let me explain that it spins yeah so if you've ever seen star wars rebels they have like um they spin it and they can literally fly with their with their lightsaber like a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> and so, because it, it has a handle in the middle and it has a circular um, thing around the handle that allows you have a saber on each side and it can spin. So it's not going to like cut off your hand or anything. And it's it's just insane. They can fly around with them, spin them at people like a death blade. <laughs> and then and you got Darth Maul who just you know, happened to do it by hand. He's just like, oh, I'll just do it. He's just like, I'm going to spin it. And then you got Ahsoka Tano with her two lightsabers. She has one that's shorter and one that's longer. And they're and both white. 
and so she basically uses them together with to have a unique fighting style it, it's almost as if they're two katanas that's pretty much what they are mm -hmm. um and and so I, I like those ones because it's a bit different than just holding two lightsabers because they're specifically built to be used together they're lighter they're a bit shorter you know it's like its own unique design that works for her which i think is cool yeah it's kind of awesome plus lore wise white lightsabers like pure used to be red lightsabers and they have been basically cured so inside of a lightsaber there's what's called a kyber crystal and the kyber crystal basically it is connected through the force to its user and <laughs> and so then um, it has a specific color based on the user's personality, their fighting style, stuff like that. So usually the color just stays as a as one color. But then when a Sith uses a lightsaber, it gets corrupted because of their pain and their anger turns red, like blood. <laughs> and so then <laughs> when it's white, that means that it's been a red kyber crystal that is healed, then brought back to, to peace, which I think is really interesting. Because that means that Ahsoka somehow found these lightsabers and modified them. Or at least the crystals. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So yeah. And then there's the yellow lightsabers for the temple guards. Oh yeah. And I just... And also Ray, but we're not going to mention that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but the the temple guards, the Jedi temple guards. Especially Jedi's had these temples where they went. You can connect to the force easier, stuff like that. You know, really like... Mm -hmm become one with the force and they had these guards with yellow lightsabers like just so cool so cool one thing i do want to mention too is that um that like have you ever seen hacksmith oh yeah they made um, one they've made a ton lightsaber savers um and they and they like literally followed the exact way lightsabers were made in star wars so first they started with like a pack that you'd have to hold that would power the lightsaber and then after that they had like um a lightsaber that basically has a super long like it's a lightsaber pike so it's like a spear almost and so it has a super long end that like you use like a spear because it has to power it and so then eventually they're like actually going to make a handheld lightsaber. It's insane. It's so cool. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't even, I don't even understand how they managed to do that. It's like insane engineering for a YouTube video. Yeah. It's crazy to me. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. I think lightsabers are definitely what has made Star Wars iconic with the sounds and the and the way it looks and stuff without lightsabers it would, it would totally be different it wouldn't be the same yeah so like yeah. the the creative yeah. just how creative um everyone in the films got with like these lightsabers i feel like really made the film <clears throat> yeah for sure and like yeah i just i just love how they've really capitalized on that and they've sold like actual lightsabers you know they're that light up or the ones that were plastic <laughs> They're all used. Those plastic ones are the classics. So good. Also, Lego <laughs> Star Wars, really quick. Oh, amazing! Those are so good, dude. Those are like so good. High quality plastic lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, 
can't get any better than that. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's everything we have on lightsabers. Lightsabers are cool. So, you yeah. should buy one. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And we'll be back. Our next two episodes will be completely random. Those we'll ones are going to be really exciting. Choose the topics live. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. I feel like we're going to get on a lot of tangents and start talking about random stuff more. Probably. But that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes it random. Random. Stay random. Stay random, guys.